Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome to another episode of the Quantum Growth John Cutton Podcast. Surprise guest host today, John Randall, and I'll be interviewing the one and only John Cutton, an exclusive program where he pulls back the curtain about his practice. So John Cutton, thank you for being on your own podcast today. Yes, this is a little role reversal, Mr. Uh, Mr. John Randall, but uh, super excited uh, to do this. And I love being interviewed. It's harder sometimes to be the uh, interviewer than it is to be the interviewee for the record. Absolutely is. So we've piloted this wonderful program the first six months of, uh, of this year that is going to be expanding going forward that we wanted to share a little bit about today and, and really interview you on. It's often that people reach out to John Cutton, ask questions. Uh, I would say that, that John has navigated a lot of things that most advisors in the business have yet to. So his experiences are invaluable, which is why so many people reach out. So instead of so many people constantly reaching out, we basically developed a small group program where people can get access to John, ask those questions, you know, hear directly from him what's what's working. And it's really unprecedented to get access to a Barron's top 100 advisor, the number one advisor in Ameriprise Financial. It's really unprecedented. And it's been great to see just how much John has been able to you know, really, truly show everything that's going on, his thinking. And the advisors that have gone through our pilot have said it is the greatest thing they have ever seen in our industry to get access to someone and, and share. So, so, so John Cutton, just take us through a high level, just, just what it was like for you to go from answering a bunch of individual you know, emails and calls of people to just getting a group together and being you know, more structured about unloading a lot of value of what you're doing in such a great business. Yeah, no, thanks, uh, you know, John, for all the kind words. And uh, as you and I know, you add a lot of values in those sessions as we do them together uh, as well. But um, and I give credit to you. I mean, this was your idea. And um, I thought it was a really, really good idea for us to collaborate together um, and to you know try to be more valuable and help a lot of advisors uh, in the industry. So, you know, I mean, what I would share, John, is, as you know, but for the listeners to know, my um, kind of like my purpose and what I get my, um, you know, biggest uh, satisfaction out of is actually helping advisors. There's nothing I like to do better uh, than talk about the business and talk about how to grow a financial planning practice and leadership and M&A and all of those type of things. Um, so I thoroughly enjoy doing it. I actually look forward to when we have those couple hour sessions uh, every month with the group. Um, it's it's my passion and I really enjoy it. And um, you know, I would also just share, John, I don't think this business is, first of all, rocket science. I think that we all have different experiences and you know, all the best ideas uh, are generally in the execution. Right. And um, I certainly come from the abundance mentality perspective. Um, so I don't really look at advisors as my competition. Um, if I can genuinely help another human and another advisor, you know, grow his or her business um, and be more successful and help more 
Americans with financial planning, then then why not, right? So um, I love it. And I love the fact that uh, it's done in such a way that it's streamlined and it's not a question here or there for someone because I always do answer people's text or emails or, you know, inquiries about, you know, trying to pick my brain, but it's something that I can feel good about because we, you know, charge a small fee for it as well. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, done. So there's a lot more value than the cost. And, and I think some of the, the greatest hits that advisors are always asking about is a lot of what we get into a cover. Of course, this uh, CPA Alliance machine, the best in the country, uh, you get insights and, you know, how is this built? How does uh, Cuttenwealth think about this? How are these generated mergers and acquisitions? How does this happen? How do they think about that? One of the, the most interesting themes that's pretty much carried in every single session we've done has been capacity. There's a capacity to what one human can do and what one advisor can do. And, um, you know, how many clients can they take on? How much in, in revenue can they manage? And how many times do you duplicate that over? And it's interesting to see, you know, you can see, you know, learning this, why it's been what, probably around 12 years now since John Cutton has been in a client meeting because there's just, there's a lot to do to make these things happen. So just let's let's just talk a little bit about capacity, John. I mean, what, what's what's your you know, thinking about it when you've scaled this business, you've, you've gone further than most people have. How do you think about capacity as a firm and then also from an advisor standpoint? Yeah, no, um, I think it's super, uh, Super good question. I, I'd start really high level, John. So I'll, I'll I'll come circle back to your actual question. But as I think about um, you know the 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 way we've kind of conducted these masterminds, and it's funny. I think you and I, the first time we did it, we just kind of made it up as we went, and it turned out pretty darn good. And I think we'll only get better, <laughs> right, as time goes on. Um, but I think really, you know, we kind of start really big picture. Right. With like kind of how do you have a vision? How do you use, you know, we both, you know, seem to like John, you and I, this EOS entrepreneurial operating system as a way to actually run a business. Um, and then when you, you start big picture with vision and a lot of my vision is around to your point um, that you ultimately, you know, can't be all things to your business. It gets back to this Dan Sullivan concept that we talk a lot about who not how. Right. Um, so, you know, ultimately, when you think about how to ultimately build, you know, build out a, a larger business, which is not everybody, but some advisors goal. Um, and I'd say, you know, the average production of the advisors that went through our mastermind was certainly well north of a million uh, in revenue per advisor. And I, I think, you know, most were significantly, uh, you know, higher than that. Um, you know, it, you have to then take it from the vision that you want to have to actually the system and the process and the tactics, right, of how to actually execute on it. And, you know, I've luckily, right, for the folks in that group have made every mistake humanly uh, possible as we've built a company from, you know, literally zero to tracking over 50 million in revenue at the moment and on our way to uh, surpass that as time goes on, uh, hopefully in very short order. Um, so you get those learnings and what we've become really good at is then building the processes, building the KPIs, building the training for the advisors, building out diamond teams, building out an M&A team, compensation plans, agreements, so on, et cetera. 
so I think what's been for me, um, you know, and the feedback we've gotten really valuable to the participants is it helps them think bigger, right, as to what's possible, kind of understand some business techniques, I'll call it, right, um, which honestly, you could read it, read the same books I read and get the same mentors that I've gotten, or you can just take the best of what we've believed to, you know, steal from them, quite frankly. Uh, but then it really gets into the tactics, right? So it's one thing to have a vision of where you want to go. It's another thing to then be able to get under the hood and really see the systems and the processes uh, that are built. So, you know, I think John Longwinded, typical cut and answer, as you know, but, um, but that's how I look at it. And yeah, I look at it again, I'll quote another book and we talk about this a little bit in the sessions as well, um, right? But, uh, you know, Philip Polaviv, uh, wrote a book called the ensemble practice and really you know my big takeaway from the book was the job of being a financial advisor is really like a hundred or hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year job M many advisors make substantially more money than that of course um, but what I believe is a lot of very successful advisors are doing a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year work because they're working with, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Galakowicz, right? My favorite uh, fictitious name um, that don't need the expertise of John Randall or John Cutton uh, that, you know, might be 15, 20, 30 years CFP, you know, et cetera, uh, in the business. And we can develop that next gen advisor to work with those clients and have you as the CEO of your company ultimately work on higher value work like leadership and growth and M&A and CPA partnerships, uh, so on, et cetera. So hopefully that helped a, a little bit, John, to get, get to your very short question with a very long answer. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I think one of the best things you said is the mistakes, the failures, you know, you're learning from those, the adjustments you made at, at your firm. You know, I, I find in, in this group and, and other advisors are just not as far along the path of growth as, as John Cutton is, that's some of the best learning is, hey, guys and gals, there's stuff down the road you don't even know about. You know, there's problems that are going to happen that are not even on the radar that's really valuable to prevent and to avoid those, you know, to avoid that roadblock or that pothole and to get to accelerate the path a little bit more. I, there, there's a tremendous amount of value in that. And, and you also hear some solutions i would call them as far as structure like diamond teams has been a really uh capacity unlocking approach a great way to get advisors trained quickly within the firm and it's a newer concept i find to a lot of practices it's different thinking than one advisor works with one client it's really different thinking to think okay a team of advisors are going to work with a client and really ramp up capacity it's a i i think you said it best at one point it's a different way of thinking and I like the um, it was Marshall Goldsmith book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. I think there's a lot of these things that advisors are going to recognize that the game they're currently playing now, there's going to be another level they're going to go to, and the game's going to change. It becomes very different. And um, I love what you shared, that it's just, it's what is the best investment of time for you in the firm? And it may not be seeing clients. It may not be doing certain things. It may be these higher level tasks that most advisors aren't really good at because it's different than their craft of being an advisor. You know, leadership's yeah. a really, you know, difficult one that a lot of people didn't learn. So 
how did you learn these skills and how did you dive into some of these things that are so important for your you know evolved role in your firm yeah no um super well said so you know john i, I just a comment on you know on what you had shared a minute ago um you know what what, what i think you and i have found is the advisors, and this is what I've always done, is you take an idea, like you talk diamond teams, right? So I learned about diamond teams and then ultimately, in my opinion, figured out how to take kind of the chassis of diamond teams and put my own little spin on it, right? And through trial and, and error, we, you know, we kind of figured that out and it's working really well um, in our organization. That's what the advisors who seem to be going through our mastermind are doing as well is they're able to take everything all the time energy resource that I've been able to and you've been able to learn about. And they take it and they don't always do it exactly the same way, but a lot of the work the chassis has been built and then they put their own little touch on it and sometimes their touch quite frankly is better than our process right they actually improve it, which is kind of cool. Um, but you know, John, my, like you said before, I haven't worked with clients in the last 12 years. So while most advisors spend most of their day, um, you know, seeing clients and preparing for meetings and so on, et cetera, um, I've spent all my time studying how to be a better business owner, how to be a better leader, um, and, you know, listening to other really successful people that ultimately have built much more successful businesses than I had. Um, and I basically am one of the best stealers of ideas that are out there. Um, and I'm actually a really good executor, right? So once I have an idea, um, I'm pretty good at putting the right people in place. It used to just be me. Now it's the team uh, who can execute or, as you know, as the EOS system talks about. Um, and for the audience, EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Um, we talked about a podcast uh, about the EOS system a little while ago. Um, but usually in a business, there's a visionary and there is an implementer, right? Those are the two pieces that you need. Most advisors or, you know, business owners are both. And for a long time, I had to be the visionary uh, and the implementer. And what's interesting is my natural talent and what I like to do and I'm best at, my best use of time is being a visionary. Um, now, what's really interesting and you know, I've kind of found this from working with a lot of very successful advisors. Most very successful advisors are actually really good implementers and they're not great visionaries, not all. Um, but I, I would say in my you know, little due diligence and my experience, it's probably like a two third, one third, right? So two third uh, are really good implementers and a third are really naturally very good visionaries. So I think a big part of what we've been able to do in our mastermind groups is help people with their vision to see more what's possible. And I don't mean this, you know, patting you and I on, on, on you know, our backs or my back is probably whose back I'm patting right now. But um, I, I probably once or twice a month get an unsolicited email or LinkedIn message or, you know, whatever it may be from an advisor who says something like, you know, congratulations on your success. Um, you're doing a ton for our organization or the industry to help us all think bigger and understand what's possible, right? It's a really big compliment. Um, but what, what I take away from that is that advisor who's sending me that note 
is probably a really, really good implementer, but they don't just have a big vision because all they can see because they're in it every day is give good advice to clients, give a good client experience, get referrals, you know, grow the business by eight or 10 or 12% a year. Um, and that's success, right? And that is really successful. And uh, for some folks, that's, that's exactly where they should be. And, um, you know, they're, they're super you know, satisfied and happy at that level. Um, but I think there's another, and these are the advisors I like working with best. And that's the cool thing about the mastermind group, John, is um, in a way, you and I don't really care if there's, you know, four people in it or eight people in it. We don't want the groups to be much bigger than, you know, eight, I think, right? Eight or 10 is what we've said somewhere along those lines. Um, but we just want abundance-minded, growth-oriented advisors um, that want to build something beyond themselves. Um, and I think that's where we're most helpful. If the advisor's goal, I think they could get a lot of value out of, hey, I'm the advisor and I want a handful of assistants uh, and maybe a, one junior advisor. And to me, that's as big as I want to get it. I think we could be helpful there and it's valuable for an advisor like that, for sure. Um, but I think we're most valuable for an advisor who goes, hey, I want to be a billion dollars of you know, assets under management or two or five or 10 and build a self-running company that's beyond me. That's what I love talking about. Um, and like I said, like, give me a, you know, a Diet Coke, to be honest, or a beer. And, uh, you know, I could talk about that for 10 hours straight. And, uh, you know, as you know, John, it was me, <laughs> we were running these mastermind groups and I think we had them initially scheduled for an hour and a half. And I think everyone went two hours yeah. um, because I didn't want to stop. And I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, that gives you a little insight into how much we have and want to share. Yeah. And not one person left early. It was fun. And you know what? I think we had the right group. I think a lot of it is, um, you know, that's part of, you know, your role in this process, as you know, John, is, um, kind of pre-screening, right? The advisors that we let in. And I don't mean this in an insulting way, right? But, you know, if we don't have the right mix of advisors and we've got, you know, a half million dollar producer with a $5 million producer, um, they're just completely different stages of their career yeah. and um, won't find value in each other. That was the nice dynamic as well, is, you know, it wasn't all you and I talking. We had really successful advisors um, with really big ambition, sharing their own best practices, which I stole a couple of, uh, which is so, sort of the, uh, uh, you know, unintended positive consequence of doing these as well. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the group setting is a tremendous value that isn't on a lot of advisors' radar that, gosh, I just want to reach out and have that individual conversation. But you're right. Some of the other people in the group may have figured something out that others haven't, there's great best practice from them, whether it's the questions they ask, the best practice that, you know, people are willing to yeah, share in there, it's really and, cool. And you know, what's amazing, John, um, you know, you've gotten to know me pretty well. I mean, we know each other forever, but more recently we've been do, doing a lot of different things together. Um, without Zoom or Teams, I would never do this unless people would travel to New York because I hate traveling. <laughs> I hate leaving my family. I hate traveling. I think that's another big benefit of it as well is, you know, whether they're an hour and a half or two hours, I think we said we'll probably do the next round at two hour increments, but two hours right over, you know, six or eight sessions, whatever it works out to be, I think it was six, right? Six sessions of roundtables. Um, 
at the you know luxury of your office or your home on Zoom in a really small, intimate uh, group, it takes no time. Like you don't need to go travel across the country, uh, which honestly, I think I would like hate it right, to do that. And, <laughs> and again, not that I mind going out and being social and going to grab dinner or a drink with somebody, um, but sometimes that's an obligation as well, right? So you literally be in your office, have a normal day, take a you know 120 minute um, you know little hiatus, and really be engrossed in learning uh, without having any disruption to your business, which I think is a really good benefit for me. I think the you know the participants like that part of it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to access and find, and uh, I, I think. You know, overall, one of the biggest things I've heard from our participants is the different thinking with the learning. You know, something you mentioned earlier, people thinking differently about the business, what's possible to see. I think that's been the, the biggest light bulb that's that's gone off for others because it, it's, you know, you're so far down the path achieving 50 million in revenue. It's, it's much, much larger than most people have, you know, fathomed that even might be possible for their firm. So, to learn, you know, what was it like to go from a million to five million, five million to ten million, ten million to twenty million? You know, what, what were those jumps like? There's different sets of problems when you achieve these, you know, these doubling and these 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 um, you know different scales. Whole new set of challenges as we discussed, but it's the thinking bigger, what's possible, you know, the mindset to have around growth, around scale, around the activities that will get you there. I think that's some of the best themes that some of the people are taking away and they're going back and they're implementing in their practices. Yeah, it's great. And it sounds like we're, uh, we're likely going to continue that group as well, which I think is, uh, is a kind of cool thing as well. And kind of like a phase two or to kind of dig a little bit deeper, uh, which is awesome because that, you know, you know, like anything else, I think, um, you know, it ultimately, you know, coaching masterminds, roundtables, whatever it may be, I, anytime I go to a conference or you know something like this, a Barron's conference or a Ameriprise conference or whatever it may be, um, you, you pick up a couple of good ideas, right? You pick up one or two ideas and we all know it's then what you do with it after the fact. And I like the fact that you know part of our thinking is then to create some group accountability right into the future. So it's like, hey, here are all these great ideas. That's fantastic. Well, sorry, you can't do it all at once, right? Because you just can't. Um, so it's then being able to prioritize, right? What do you start on first? And to be able to have someone like yourself, John, there to, um, if the advisor wants it, hold them accountable to actually execute. Um, that's where I think the magic actually happens is um, it's based on both of our experiences of what we've seen and what we've known. And uh, you've coached so many practices, you get under a lot of hoods as well. But then ultimately, if you really want to execute for most advisors, you need help, right? So yeah. you, need, you need some additional help, no different than me. I have a coach, right? John coaches a bunch of my advisors. I have a coach that helps me with leadership. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm always aspiring, um, you know, I can't go into detail, but I've got some interesting stuff going on in my own business that will get me hopefully connected uh, to a group of about 20 advisors nationally um, that, have been in many cases significantly more successful than I have because I don't know what's ahead of me to go from 50 million in revenue to 100 million of revenue. I have an idea, but man, if I can go to somebody who's doing 100 million of revenue and learn all the mistakes they made from 50 to 100, uh, that just that keeps me from making the mistakes. And I think that's 
to me, like really the value and why I want to do this. It's like, Hey, I've already seen this movie, <laughs> you know, like I, I know exactly what it was like when I transitioned my clients to another advisor. Right. And I know what I did wrong. I know how I felt. I know, you know, uh, you know, kind of the compensation mistakes I made with that, you know, junior advisor, associate advisor. Um, and I know what I would have done differently. Right. And if I wish I had me there now to tell me, you know, these are all the things that you're doing wrong, but unfortunately I don't, that's the value. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. uh, you know, when I could feel really, really good about things and I know John, I'm babbling and we got to wrap in a minute or two here, but, um, you know, from my perspective, um, I just look at it and I'm like, Hey, if I'm going to do this, when you had asked me about it, John, like number one, if I'm putting my name on it with you, I, you know, it's gotta be mostly me, right? Like I don't want to bring in at some point, you know, we had talked about, we'll bring in some of your guys and people on your team to free up your time. And I'm like, Nope, it's going to be me. In fact, we initially had other schedules, yeah. you know, and I'm like, no, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, so it is all me and you together, which I think is pretty cool. And we'll bring in a guest here and there if we think it's appropriate, but we'll be there uh, to help that guest get what we want, you know, the information out of that guest. Um, and I want it to be really valuable, right? Like it's, um, yes, we charge a fee, but I think it's super modest relative to the value that we provide. Um, because I do want to run into these advisors and for them to say really what they have been saying, which is, man, got a lot more than I was expecting, making a big difference and, um, you know, would have been worth a lot more had I paid it, right? So it's just finding that, you know, that happy balance so that there's skin in the game for everybody, right? Um, and at the same time, some reward for you and I, but uh, I love doing it. And, uh, you know, like I had shared with you, I'm committed to doing uh, you know, a couple more groups and keep, you know, one or two going on at all times. Uh, that way we can have the right advisors in it that will be complementary to each other. I think that's one of the keys uh, and not, you know, have uh, people at different stages uh, in, of, of their career in it together. Absolutely. So we'll include a link for more information. You can easily click on. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, John Randall. Uh, find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. You can always send me a message there, but uh, we'll make it easy for you to learn more about it, to get signed up, to be part of this awesome group. So, uh, well, John Cutton, thanks for being on your own podcast and thanks for letting me be a special guest host today. You got it. You did a nice job, my friend. The JON will probably fool everybody. So I'll break it down. Thanks for everybody for joining another. Actually, why don't you do this, John? Let's see if you remember my words. I, 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 this is an old, uh, I can't remember which, which, um, which uh, TV show or not TV show, uh, what do you call those, like game show it was from. But do you remember what I say at the end? <laughs> no, you got to do it. That's your, that's your signature so send off. Thanks for listening to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. If you yourself or anyone you know could be a good guest on our show, please don't keep us a secret. Go to our website uh, or shoot us an email. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.